Rock this. Here we go. Sensei Teeth in the building. Yes, sir. Now, you're out east. Where are you right now? I am in Brooklyn, New York right now. Gotcha, I'm gotcha. duly located. I have Brooklyn, New York, and then my family is from Boston. So I have, I have two locations that I can kind of bounce back and forth between. Got you, got you. I'm incredibly, incredibly excited to connect with you. I'm a fan of yours, and I know you're going to say, oh, come on, but like you are super, super talented. You're such a rad guy. Um, really, Thank the you, idea man. of this is uh, to just let people get to know a little bit more about you. Tell us a little bit about your story, your background, and how you got involved first with martial artists, martial arts. Sure. Okay. So, um, my, I, so like I said, I come, I'm from Boston. Um, I grew up uh, in like a small suburban town. And when I was a kid, probably around like the age of five or six, like 99, uh, the uh, Power Rangers came out. And I like was apparently, I don't really remember it too much. I remember watching it, but apparently I was just bouncing off the couches, just like throwing these high flying kicks, had no idea what I was doing. Uh, And my mom was like, okay, we need to get him into something because he's going to end up hurting himself. (laughs) So uh, she took me down the street uh, to a Taekwondo studio. I was around, I think I was either six or just turning seven at the time. Um, And it was, it was, you know, for, the, for pretty much the rest of my life. From six years on, I stayed, I was at that school um, until I was 18 and moved off to college. And my sensei uh, is pretty much like my second father. You know, we, we talk all the time. Um, we're always comment, commenting on each other's Instagrams. And he's, he's still heavily involved in the martial arts. And I'm still heavily involved in the martial arts. We have that connection. But it's, it goes even beyond that. I mean, I was, um, when I was in high school, I was put up for, uh, the National Honor Society, which in high school was like kind of a big deal for kids. And, um, and you got to choose your, your hero, right? Like someone that you looked up to, your mentor or whatever. And, um, and I, had, I had debated <laughs> between my sensei and my father. My father has a whole story that I can, I can get into, um, but my father is very much my hero. And, but my, my sensei was, was right there with him. And I ended up going with my father. Um, as my hero, but I told my my sensei about it, and lo and behold, I'm sitting on stage, and where you know I go up to get my my thing. This is senior year, and I go up to get the uh, the lanyard that they give you and your certificate. And you give like a little speech, and I look out into the audience, and who is standing at the very back mm-hmm. in the doorway, but my sensei, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's just like that connection. That's that's like my that's how martial arts is like home for me, you know. Um, and yeah, so he, that was really special. And it's, like I said, we've been in contact ever since I was a kid, and I, we probably will be forever. Do you, I love that story. You literally gave me chills. Will you, will you talk, this is such like an unprecedented, I, I used to feel like there was stress in the world, and of course there, there's so many things that are so challenging in different ways for different people. Now it's like the world is stressed. The world is, is truly stressed in what we're going through right now more than ever to add a layer to everything people are going through. When you talk about the practices of martial arts, what have you applied to your life and what do you feel like people listening or watching could use in their life? Just as if you looked at martial arts and obviously in Kids Kicking Hands are using martial arts therapy 
to help ease the pain of, of kids who are going through health challenges. But taking a step back, is there a lesson from martial arts that you feel like has been so helpful for you that if somebody was like, I don't know anything about martial arts listening, what could be helpful to them? That's a fantastic question. And I think it's something that not a lot of people think about and not a lot of people understand until you are a part of the martial arts, until you kind of live in that realm for a little bit. Um, I remember as a kid, and I even, I teach martial arts now, so it's, it's very similar. We're, we're, you know, martial arts is a hard thing. It's a very uh, physically demanding, but also mentally and emotionally demanding thing. You know, you can sometimes uh, we, we put our, even in kids getting cancer, we have them go into what's called a horse stance, which is where you sit in a stance with your legs bent and kind of like you're riding a horse. Um, and, you know, you vary it depending on the age and the ability of the child and, or, or the adult and whatever. Um, but just, I remember being a kid and sometimes we would sit in this stance for 20 minutes, you know, and my legs would be shaking and shaking and shaking. And, and that's a minute in your legs are shaking, you know, and then think about 20 minutes from now and just there's so many times in that 20 minutes where you go I just can I can just stand up just get let me give my legs a little break just it, it'll be so easy just get, pop up when my sensei's not looking and I'll go back down you know and of course you do do that um and but as the time goes on you do that less and less and less because you learn to start understanding that this is the reality of the situation that we're in and no matter what it is, we have to persevere through it because we have to kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel there. And so I think that martial arts is really unique in that aspect. I mean, I can relate it to sparring and things like that where you're under so much pressure and it feels like it's, you know, everything is on the line, you know, your health is on the line. And so there's so much going on. And with that, it, it's like, it, it can be, especially when you, I remember my first sparring match, I was probably seven years old and I got kicked in the face <laughs> I had a bloody mouth. And I remember being like, just so overwhelmed with what had just happened to me, you know? And then as time got on, I got more and more used to it. I was able to start blocking a little more and I, I understood what was going on in a sparring match and taking that and relating it to what's going on in the world right now. It's like, you're going to get hit and we're all getting hit right now. And we're all feeling it really, really hard. It's, can you get knocked down 10 times, get back up 11 sort of a thing. And I think that's what the martial arts instills in, in you is you're, you're going to get, you're going to get knocked down and that's okay. Get back up and we can all get back up and it's not, you're not alone. And that's another big part of martial arts is it's not me. I'm not going through this class alone by myself sitting in the horse since we're all doing it. You know, and so when there's that sense of like camaraderie, like you look over and the person next to you is doing the same thing as you and you look over and the other person next to you is doing the same thing as you and they're all pushing together and maybe you encourage that person and this person encourages you, that, that like camaraderie uh, and that familial sense, that brotherhood uh, carries you through whatever you're going through. And I think that's something that you can take from martial arts and as well as in kids getting cancer. You know, I learned so much just from watching, you know, these kids and what, what they go through, call it their horse dance, you know, um, if, if that's what you want to call it, but it's them persevering through the, the toughest challenge of their life. And if they can do it, we all, we all can do it too. You know, so it's like looking at them as like, that's a warrior right there. You know, that's a martial arts warrior. 
and they are fighting an incredibly tough battle. And we're all now warriors because we're all fighting an incredibly tough battle, you know, but let's be an army rather than an individual warrior. So beautiful. I love that. It's such a powerful word that so describes these kids as warriors and that we all have to be in some way. I love that. Super well said. Tell me why you decided to get involved with kids kicking cancer. Well, um, so it's an interesting story, actually. I was out of um, my, I, I was out of my martial arts teaching job because I had, I was nursing an injury. I had broken my toe uh, sparring. And so I couldn't walk or anything. And I was just thinking about, you know, where the, the future lies and, and everything that was going on in the world at the time. This is probably around 2017, 2018. Everything looked really dismal. And I love teaching, but I wanted to see if there's something bigger that I could do with it. You know, I'm a, I'm a martial artist and I'm an actor. And while those two things are, in my mind, amazing things and amazing forms of expression, I wanted to be able to like help people. I've always had this inclination to helping people. My, my father is a, is a physical therapist. Uh, so I've always kind of like had that in my blood of like going in and helping people. And I, I just was searching one day on a, on a job search and I saw this thing that said martial arts therapist. And I was like, what in the world? Is a I've never heard of that in 20 years of, of doing martial arts. I've never heard of that before. So I just sent in an application and uh, eventually thing, you know, one thing led to another and I went out to, uh, to Detroit to the, to, to the home office of Kids Getting Cancer and I met these kids. And as soon as I met them, it was like, I, I, I don't know, this is gonna be incredibly challenging, um, but I don't, I can't think of a better way to apply the martial arts and the mindset that we were just talking about than to apply it to, to kids that are going through what these kids are going through. So it was just, it was so beautiful to me. Um, and it was such a different way of looking at the martial arts that I think we all think about as martial artists, but we don't necessarily apply it to such broad and, and incredible challenges as something like, you know, an, an oncological disease or, or, or uh, you know, blood disorder, anything like that. We don't, we don't think of it in that, in that sense. We think of the mental aspect of it. We don't think of it in that high of, a, high of a sense. And so just seeing it applied there, I was one, blown away, two, inspired, and three, just like ready to go. Love it. I loved it. I appreciate you sharing that. Tell me, um, what have you learned from the kids? Oh, man, I've learned so much. I have so many life lessons. Um, I could sit here all day and share and share things. Um, one, one really amazing story um, was uh, this, this kid that I've been working with in the hospital for a while. Uh, he's been there for probably, oh God, now probably around two years. Um, and he, I would go into his room um, at the beginning and he really wanted nothing to do with the martial arts, you know, with everything that he's going through. He was very, not, not so much timid, but more so um, just kind of sheltered into himself, you know, like everything, had, like, he, like he was just very down, like everything had almost taken over. Um, and just... I, just going into his room every day and, you know, so we would never do any martial arts, especially in the beginning. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Let the bell ring. I'll, I'll pause it for a second. No worries. No worries, no worries, no worries. There we go. Um, 
we wouldn't do so much martial arts in the beginning, um, at really at all. And then I remember one day going in and I, I sat next to him and he was kind of asleep and he woke up a little bit and he, he, uh, his mom was always in the room with him. And, uh, when I was there, but she wasn't there all the time, you know, family members have to, they have jobs and everything. So a lot, a lot of the time these kids end up being, um, alone. And so this one instance, he was alone and, um, he, I sat there and I was, I was getting ready to leave. He was sleeping and he asked me if I would just hold his hand. And I, I held his hand for a little bit. I was going to like bring me back to it. And it was so simple. You know, it was the thing with it. It was just such like a simple act of like, Oh yeah, of course I'll hold your hand. But it's not something that we think about all the time. And in doing that, I think it sparked a thing in him because the very next meeting it was let's do the breathing and like because I've been talking to him about it for so long and we had never really done it and after that it was like let's go and it was it what that taught me was something so simple can lift someone up you know so why not follow through and try and be uh, uh you know as good of a person to someone as you can because you never know when that's gonna set something off in them and just his strength through that that was the biggest lesson of it all is i mean that seeing what i never could have imagined what what a, a child going through what these these kids are going through i never could have imagined it before uh i stepped into the, into some of these hospital rooms and seeing him go through that and then so building off of that just watching his strength we got to a point where he had a chart on his wall how many punches he was going to do a day how many blocks he was going to do a day like it, it got to that level, you know, and it was like, you're so like, if, if you can do that, there's no reason why me sitting at home after a hard day of work, why can't I go for a, for a run? You know, why can't I cook myself dinner instead of going and getting, instead of just hitting seamless and doing the takeout, you know, your problem, our problems as a, as a healthy individual become so minimized when you when you see what someone who is sick especially when it's a kid when you see what they're going through and you watch them power through it it is the most that in and of itself is a lesson that i could learn over and over and over and over and over again i'll never learn it but i will always be able to observe it and learn from it and i think that's like the best that's the best lesson that i've gotten from all of it so awesome so awesome and Remember from them, they're awesome. Literally. It's so, I mean, truly, and it, you, you're giving me chills left and right. But again, the, the power that we all have of doing something small and not even understanding the, the power of that is just is huge. It's that it's one small like, act of kindness, you know, and it's, it's almost like the, the pass it on thing where it's like, I'll do, I do a small act of kindness for someone in hopes that they'll do a small act of kindness for someone else. And it, I mean, it, it can translate. I mean, it translates to, to everyday life, not even, not just totally. you know, working with you, kids with cancer. It's an everyday life thing. Totally. It, it was such a vivid story. I mean, it literally like brings me to tears, just the, the simple act of holding somebody's hand. And, and, and what that then set off in his entire life, you know, is just is so powerful. It's, it's consuming. It's phenomenal. Um, 
Will you talk about what power breathing is and the importance of it? And if somebody doesn't know who's listening or watching how to do it, how we can do it and when they should do it? Sure. Okay, so I'm gonna, I have a way of explaining uh, power breathing that might be a little unique to others. So I'm gonna kind of guide you through it if that's cool. Okay. Okay, so do you, watch any, do you watch any sports? Yes, sir. What sport do you watch? Uh, my favorite to watch is football. Okay, all right. Uh, so football, I'm gonna go with my, my favorite guy here. All right, okay. it's the, we're in uh, the last, wow, it's been so long since I've watched football. I know. <laughs> um, it's the last quarter, okay? And you're down by uh, six points, okay? You gotta get, a, uh, let's say you're down by five, whatever. Uh, you gotta get a touchdown to win, okay? And there's, I mean, you're at the goal line, but there's time for one more play. You get into your huddle, and let's say it's Tom Brady as the quarterback, okay? When you watch Tom Brady, as I said, I'm gonna go with my favorite guy here. When you watch Tom Brady in that moment, if you watch the way that he is breathing, he's not, <laughs> mind you, he just went through a whole game. He's playing nonstop and he's in one of the most tense situations that a human being can be in, in front of not only the tens of thousands of people that are around him, but the millions that are watching at home. He has pressure from his teammates. He has pressure from his coaches, from, the, from his fans. Everyone, all the pressure rides on getting that touchdown. If you watch him, he's not breathing fast and heavy. He's breathing very, very, very slow. In, he breathes in through the nose and out through the mouth. If someone that does it really clearly, uh, I was hoping you'd say basketball. Someone that does it really clearly is LeBron James. Uh, LeBron James, you always watch him at the end of a game. Is filling up his lungs as much as possible and breathing all that out. And what it does is it allows him to calm his body down. You know, when you're go, like I said, when you're going through that situation, it's one of the most tense situations possible. Never mind, they're probably nursing a wrist injury, an ankle injury, all sorts of things. But they are able to get the job done as best they can. Why? What separates that person from someone who's good at football? You know, what separates someone who can perform under pressure from someone who is just, yeah, I can throw a ball really well, but I couldn't be a Tom Brady. What's separate? It's being able to perform under pressure. And we deal with that every day, that pressure every day as, as normal human beings. It might, not be, it might not be television worthy, you know, but we deal with that sort of a pressure. So power breathing, what it is, is it's allowing our, our mind to get reconnected with our body and to tell our body to calm down. If we can use our breath, which is our body, to tell our mind to calm down, then our body will calm down with it and be able to do what our mind needs it to do, right? Whether that is throwing a touchdown pass and in the last 20 seconds, or whether that is sitting at a, a desk in 10th grade and you have a statistics test in front of you and you realize you might not have studied as much as you, as much as you could have. And you see the first question on it and you go, oh my goodness, what am I gonna do? <sighs> oh man, if I, get, if I get a bad grade on this, my, my parents might be really mad at me, I might get grounded, I might not be able to go out with my friends. And you start thinking these things, now all of a sudden I can't focus on the test. What I need to do is I need to breathe in through the nose, breathe in my light, the good stuff that I can think about, and push away all that bad stuff. So if the bad stuff is, the fear of what's going to happen on this test or the fear of the thousands of people around me booing me off the field. I got to push that away for now. 
and I have to breathe in the good stuff. I have to breathe in, you know what, whatever it is that is after this test that I'm, you know, I'm going out to dinner with my parents tonight and no matter what happens on this test, that's going to be a good thing that happens today. So I'm going to focus on that and push away the bad stuff. Then when I do that enough, I take a few deep breaths. I allow my mind to calm down. Then I can look at the test and go, oh, it's, I know it's not that answer. Oh, I know it's not that answer too. And now I'm starting to, I'm starting to calm myself down and be able to deal with the problem in front of me. And I think that's like the, the, the core in my mind, at least the core of power breathing is being able to push away whatever is bad in front of you at that moment, pull in the good stuff and just kind of allow yourself to sit for a second and then move on with what you need to move on with. So well said. And I've never heard that example. It, 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 it's I'm a sports phenomenal. guy. <laughs> no, no, I love it. And me too. It, it, it makes it so digestible and, and understanding. So I appreciate you doing that. Can you teach me how to power breathe? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, and I want to say too, like this is the way, the reason why it's so good with martial arts is because in martial arts, it's the same thing. You're in, you know, if you're in a fight, I have to be able to tell my body to calm down. You know, if someone's on top of me, I have to be able to tell my body to calm down. So that's why, you know, we use it with, uh, in, in terms of martial arts, it's very, very uh, in tune with what martial arts is all about. Um, okay, so the way we're gonna do power breathing, okay. is you're gonna take your hands, and you're just gonna start rubbing them together, just to kind of warm up your cheek, warm up your energy, get yourself nice and relaxed. Good, now I just want you to take your hands and just put them on your knees, okay. Think, I want you to think about your light, whatever it is that is uh, something that you love, something that whenever you think about it, it just immediately puts a smile on your face, right? For me, that's, I, my family lives in Boston, so I love thinking about going home and just having a home-cooked meal with my family. It's like the best thing in the world for me. Every time I think about it, I just light up. So I like to think about that when I breathe in. I want you to find whatever your light is, and whenever you breathe in, you don't need to necessarily think about being at the kitchen table, you know, and breathing in spaghetti. But what you can breathe in is the love that you feel from that and how warm and good that makes you feel. You're gonna breathe in for three seconds. Just think about that. When you get to the top, you're gonna breathe in just a little more. And then you're gonna turn your hands over, breathe out slow through the mouth, almost like you're blowing through a straw. And I want you to just imagine that you're slowly pushing away with each breath a little further and a little further whatever it is that's bothering you today. It could be waking up on the wrong side of the bed. It could be that the dog accidentally went to the bathroom in the house. Doesn't matter, whatever it is, we're pushing that away. And we're just gonna cycle through that a few times. Okay, that's awesome. Cool? All right, well, I did the, energy, the hand energy a little bit too early, so let's do that again real quick. Perfect. Good, okay, we're just gonna put our hands in our belly just like this. I want you to close your eyes. Start by taking a nice big deep breath in through your nose for one, two, raise your hands up, three, hold it at the top, breathe in a little more, one, two, three, and breathe out through the mouth, two, and push out a little more. Good, breathe in through the nose, two, three, and breathe out through the mouth. Good. Keep breathing just like that, Ned. You're doing awesome. And I'm just going to talk to you the whole time. So you breathe in the light. I want you to think about that warm feeling, that happiness, the joy. 
soak that all in and we're just gonna push out all that bad stuff, all the darkness. Whatever that is for you today, just let that go. We don't have to listen to it. Another big breath in through the nose. Really think about whatever it is that makes you feel good. Only think about that and just soak all that in. And breathe out through the mouth. So one more big breath. I want you to breathe in the light. Hold it right at the top for one, two, three. And on this last breath, just push all that air out. Awesome. Just gently open your eyes. How do you feel? It is, and I'm not just saying this because we're recording this. It is genuinely transformative. It, genuinely. it is. There's so much coming at all of us all day, whatever our schedules are. We're, again, we're going through that stress. This is, I mean, like literally I have chills. Like that's, so you know I'm telling the truth. It is so transformative. And the beautiful thing is it's always there for you. It's always there for you. Whether you're playing a game and you're in the fourth quarter or you're just having a really stressful time because you can't figure out how to balance work and taking care of your kids and being at the hospital and whatever that is because it's so challenging for everybody. How beautiful that that's always there. Yeah, and it, all it takes is, and, and I have to, I struggle with this too, and it's, it's something that everyone struggles with. You know, a lot of the time when you're doing your breathing is you get distracted and then you get discouraged that you're not doing it right and then you fall off. And all it is is just a reminder to yourself that, oh, I can do this right now. Oh, let me, oh, let me take a, a, a deep breath. Because we just, we end up forgetting about it and we forget that it helps. And all we need to do is just remind ourselves that, hey, oh, I can call on that. This is a stressful time. Let me, let me grab that for a second. Sit here, feel my feet on the ground, feel my weight, and just kind of breathe for a second. Because you're right, it is transformative. Whatever stressful thing you're going through, this, I mean, for me, has been, this is only something, it's not something that we did in martial arts when I was a kid. You know, this wasn't a part of a Taekwondo curriculum. And doing this, I've probably been doing this sort of breathing for, a couple of years now and it's totally changed the way I look at almost everything you know everything that I go through now when it's stressful I just and it's not all the time I, I have my my faults of course as we all do but I just try and as much as I can remind myself hey sit for a second you're stressed out right now take a breath do your power breathing breathe in the light push out the darkness you don't have to listen to that let's let's listen to all that good stuff let's soak that in because we can uh, the power of the mind it's so strong it's so, so strong. Absolutely. And this is such a habit to just, again, the default of recognizing the tightness in your body and then immediately going to your breath, no matter where you are. Yes. so great. So thank you for really, really taking it to the next level for me to really understand it and do it. So I, I have truly appreciate it. Um, bless you. Um, um, what, what, I live in a New York apartment. We got I, people all God bless you. I love it. Um, what advice would you give to families out there and parents even more specifically who are listening to this, who are going through a hard time? So something you would just, just tell them to say, hey, listen, take this. That's a good question because there's no one answer. But, and I don't think there's a right answer. 
I think what I would say to a parent who is going through a hard time is remember, remember one, the love. There's always love there, whether it's for your child, whether you need to output the love, whether you need to input the love, there's always there. You just have to like search for it, just find it, you know? And, and the biggest thing with that is there's an amazing support community out there um, to, to be there for you, whether that's family, whether that's friends, whether that's something like Kids Kicking Cancer or another nonprofit or a camp or whatever, or your nurses, your doctors, there is an amazing, amazing support community out there that is more than willing to help you out and take, take them up on it. I know this is something that, again, I struggle with is being able to ask for help when you, when you need it. And I think so many of us want to be able to do things on our own. And there's something so noble and valiant in that, of course. But there, I think I'd, I'd challenge everyone to look at it as there's something valiant in, and noble in asking for help and, and, and saying, you know what, I do need help with this. Can you be there for me? You know, can, can, can you show, can you give me some love right now? Because I know that you can give the most love and I know you can give amazing love and I just need a little bit of it. There's, there's so much power and warmth in that. And I think we all, all of us as a society need to recognize that more. Um, so it's no, not anyone's fault. You know, it's just something that we've molded into over time. Um, but I think we need to sit back and realize that, yeah, there's a lot of people out there that are willing to help us out. Let's, let's take them up on it. Let's, let's, let's spread the love. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. A couple more questions. I want to be mindful of your time. This is fantastic. One of the biggest things that you and the martial artists and kids kicking cancer, what we're, we're about is that when the kids of kids kicking cancer teach others how to breathe in the light and blow out the darkness, it gives them purpose and lessens their pain. Is there an example that you've witnessed over the years of a child teaching somebody and you've seen that and, and the effect that it has had and the power that that's had? Absolutely. Um, I, well, we always, you're, you're absolutely right. We always ask our, our, or we tell our kids that they are powerful martial artists and the thing that's going to make them most powerful is teaching the world. And it's true, but it's their world, right? Teaching the world is such a, is such a broad statement, but it's your world. So your world starts at home. Your world starts with your parents and your siblings. Um, it starts with your doctors and your nurses. I'm trying to think of one example. I have a few examples, which one would be the, the best one. But I know I've, I've had a few kids, um, you know, when the doctors are in the room. And, you know, I mean, doctors have some of the most stressful jobs in the world, you know, and especially in, in the situation where these kids are. You know, naturally, these doctors are dealing with, with kids that are sick. And it's, I can't even imagine the stress that they go through on a day-to-day -day basis. So it might be a, a, a statement to say that maybe they don't breathe as much as they, as they, as they should or as they, as they would like to if they, if they understood. And I remember being in a room with a kid and a kid, uh, the kid, the doctor was in the room as well, just doing rounds. And the child, you know, we were doing power breathing and the child said, hey, Dr. So-and-so, do you wanna do this power breathing with us? And they were all in there for the rounds. You know, he only knew this doctor, but there was probably like six or seven doctors in the room. And so they were like, you know, absolutely, let's try it. So they put their clipboards down and I just sat there and the child taught the, 
the doctors and nurses how to do the power breathing. They all sat there for probably a minute, just, and you could see their shoulders just, we hold so much tension up here so you can see it on people, you know, and I, I do it, but we hold so much tension up in our shoulders and you could see that all of them just kind of went, oh, by the time they opened up their eyes, it was almost like we wiped clean a little bit and we were able, and we were able to move on with our day. So that was just, to seeing that was like, wow, because the child was able to teach a medical professional how to calm themselves down and it, and it worked. It was really beautiful. And did you see how the child reacted? I mean, think about when you teach someone something and they get it, you know, how amazing that feels. You know, even if it's like you teach your nephew or you teach, you know, uh, you know how to like ride a bike or you teach someone how to do a cool magic trick with cards, you know, and you, when they finally get it and it, it's like the, the light bulb goes off for them. At least this is it for me. The light bulb goes off for me too. It's like, yeah. And it's the same thing with a child because they, I think a lot of the time kids don't feel like they're in a position to teach. We don't, we don't give them that position too often. Sometimes in school, they might be, you know, like, Oh, come up and present for the class, but we're not give, they don't, we're not giving, we don't give them the opportunity to do that to a people, to a group of people that have never done what they're going to do and to put them in that position. And then for them to succeed at it, is like, I mean, it, it gives them, in, for lack of a better word, it gives them a purpose. You know, it says, wow, look at me. I'm, you know, this may, I may be in a really bad situation right now. You know, I might not be in the best of health and I might be dealing with a lot. My family is dealing with a lot, but you know what? I can take that and I can empower other people. And so it's a total mentality shift of being someone who is being hit to now someone who is taking those hits and bottling them up and going here, Beautiful. let me show you what I've learned from getting, from getting hit. Beautiful. You know? And, and it, it's, it is really beautiful. It's beautiful to watch them have that moment. It's probably one of my favorite. I mean, those stories are like some of my favorite from the hospital hospitals because just how great it is to see them light up like that when they don't get to light up as much. I love it. I love it. I love it. Last question. The vow, power, peace, purpose. Will you talk about what each of those words means and what they represent to you and Kids Kicking Cancer? And then maybe we could take a vow uh, out. Absolutely, yeah. So we, at Kids Kicking Cancer, we do, we do our vow. In normal martial arts, you always do a vow, but we have a bit of a special vow at Kids Kicking Cancer. Uh, we make a fist with our right hand. I, I don't know if this is gonna show up as right uh, on the camera, everything's backwards. But uh, we make a fist with our right hand and we say power. And power means that you are a powerful martial artist. You're a powerful person. And it's important, especially in times like now, to remember that. To remember that we all have, have a, a piece of power in us. Sometimes we have to ignite it, but it's there. And we just have to remind ourselves, just like we have to remind ourselves to, to do the breathing. You're a powerful person. So that's what, and we say it, when we say, a lot of the times when, when, when kids first do a bow, they say power and they and they're like power it's like no you're a powerful person say power you're a powerful person you know so that's what we mean when we, when we make a fist and we say power you are a powerful martial artist then we take our other hand and we put it on top and we say peace because we're trying to at kids getting cancer we're trying to bring peace to ourselves our bodies our mind and then when we can do that our purpose when we bow is to teach everyone what we know 
and what we've learned. And that is specific to kids getting cancer, but it's also a general statement for the world. Take what you've learned in life. Why not share that with as many people as you can? Because if it helps, you might share it with a thousand. And if it helps one, job done. You know, because that person is going to then spread it to their a thousand. And if everyone does that, think of what society would look like. You know, so it's all about realizing that your purpose is to take what you know and teach the world. Because then, like, like we talked about, when you, when, you, when you see everyone else taking on what you're teaching, you then reap the benefits of being able to say, wow, I am powerful. I am bringing peace. And I do have a purpose. It's, a, it's that reinforcement of it. So I, it's, it's, I, I do this it, uh, all the time now in my day-to-day -day life. I, I kind of go like this, and I don't even realize what I'm doing. But it, it's because you try to embody that as, as much as you can. Powerful person, you bring peace to yourself and to other people, and your purpose is to show everyone how to do that as well. Beautiful. Should we do it? Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's do it. Should we? Should we well, let's do a sitting because I, I, I want right. to adjust the camera. All right. Okay. Ready? Power. Power. Peace. Peace. Purpose. Purpose. Sensei Keith, you are a spectacular human. This was my honor. I'm grateful. Thank you so much for the light that you're sharing. It is. It was my honor. My honor, absolutely. Thank you for having me, and uh, and everyone, stay well out there. Much love to to all of you. Thank you, brother.